Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you're probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cap, just the cap, just... Cats. Cats, cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. April 25th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Experts oh, Radio. Oh, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen with you this AM. Hope your week is off to a good start. Nice little Monday morning. Think there could be some rain later on today, depending on where you're listening from. But uh, gorgeous weather weekend. Hope you're able to enjoy it. And no better place to start with the news of the weekend. Roush, it's going to be one-on-one with with you and the wife. You're She's pregnant. We're going from... We're going from zone yeah. to man to man. So, uh, yeah. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Um, I am going to uh, apologize to you guys in advance because, not going to lie, I thought I already told you. Um, but, yeah, oh. yeah, we're excited. Oh. We, we shared the news with everybody the other day. It's one of those things, too, TJ, where uh, first baby, you have kind of all the, I don't want to say announcement stuff, but you got some things in your mind, how you want to do, how you want to share it. And now, I mean, we we just at the point where we're like, oh crap, we we forgot to tell everybody. We kind of looked around, and you know, you, you mentioned stuff to our parents and some of our closer friends, but we hadn't. You, you got to wait a little bit longer to let the cat out of the bag. Well, we almost waited too long and and forgot that we hadn't done it. So, did that Saturday. It was it was it was exciting. I appreciated all the kind words from everybody. Um, 
but yeah, it's fun. Now I can now I can uh, gripe about it on this radio show. So that's exciting. Well, Justin, I guess we know we don't fit in the close friends category. We we find out that's, when everybody yeah. else found out, not a second before. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking too. So I, I'm I'm a little bit hurt by it, but you know, low key, I had kind of suspected this for about a month or so now. Because I mean, anytime we would ask Roush about it, he would kind of like shell up a little bit. So mm-hmm. I think I think I knew, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. Know. Yeah, I right. said the yeah, same thing to him. Is sense. that like, yeah, we we were kind of talking about this, and he gave some like weird answers recently, as of a month ago. But yeah, yeah of course, uh, we were out of sight, out of mind with the good news. Not anywhere on the radar. Um, you know, not to make this about us or anything, but. Sure, that that was a little disappointing with everything else going on. But it's uh, it is exciting though. We uh, uh, if some some people are asking, is it going to be a boy or a girl? We don't know. We're waiting till the finish line. Um, it's just fun, you know. Adds a little suspense to it. Uh, it makes it a little more exciting. Uh, but I'm about ninety percent sure that it's going to be a girl. I'm uh, I, I would be willing to wager a good chunk of change. Brooke's been very very sick this go around, so. Um, any sort of smelly things, it's been my job to take handle. So uh, I'm fully anticipating we we have a girl come October, which that's the the only the only if there's going to ever be a downer, then there's not downers. It's baby, you're excited, you're bringing a new life in the world. It's going to be a ton of fun, but timing really bad, Roush. I mean, I couldn't have uh, two weeks. The due date is within two weeks of Kentucky's game at Ole Miss, and that's just it's just too close. It's like it's it, it's too close for me to go all the way to Oxford. And so I think I'm going to be missing out on the Grove after waiting, I don't know, what, 17 years for Kentucky to go down there. So it's going to be worth it ultimately, but it still it doesn't like make me kick my own self in the rear for having a baby during football season. You're no Neil Brown, are you? No, no. We, we tried. We tried going the Neil Brown route, but you know what? Sometimes God has different plans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, that's good. If y'all don't know the reference, Neil Brown, he has three kids, and all of their birthdays are within a week apart in April, in that window between spring practice and like spring practice ends, you get a month off, and then everybody reports back for camp in the summer. He had all of his kids during that time. It was genius. It was just genius game planning. Yeah, that's that. I I. I was dealing with, and I, I'm not somebody that has to go to the games and cover them, but I I had an October baby last year, Roush. I know all about it. Uh, I, as is very clear to anybody that's listened to KRC for an extended period of time, I missed the Florida and LSU games, and my first game back in person was the Tennessee game. So that was totally fitting. It seemed like the two most, most fun Krogue atmospheres or up there with the most fun Krogue atmospheres in the last 10 years, only to come back for the most frustrating uh, hose job and just disappointing loss for the Tennessee game. But yeah, that'll, that, well, I guess you'll get to have some watching as a fan experiences. That'll be enjoy, uh, enjoyable for you, but missing out on the Grove. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Hey, exciting stuff. We, we had, I had an exciting weekend in general, man. It the, uh, There was some palpable buzz in the air Saturday with thunder over Louisville happening. It was uh, uh, the first hot weather day where, you know, I just stopped by my local Thornton's to, to pick up some goodies before uh, 
go into Keeneland, you know, maybe, maybe get a few drinks here and there. Uh, the wife got a slushy, you know, just get, just get fired up for the weekend. And man, you can, you can feel it in the air. It was, it was, it was a great weekend. Spring has sprung and it's derby season. It's officially here. Justin, derby season officially here. Officially here. Yep. I was waiting on you. Um, Thunder, Thunder on Saturday was awesome. I, I got to, I golfed during Thunder, so I got to see the stealth fly over and lots of other planes. I, I'm convinced, and I tweeted this out, there's no better place to be for Thunder over Louisville than on the golf course. Maybe a hot take. Well, well you can be on the golf course like Billy Gillespie was and playing in the dark? Uh, I'm not familiar with that reference. Well, if, uh, he, if you're on the golf course during Thunder over Louisville, Justin, that would mean being on the golf course at night. Dur Sorry, guys. During the plane show. Logistics. Plane show. Okay. Okay. That, you, that was you, Billy Gillespie's thing. He got pulled over on the way home and said he was out golfing, and it was like 11 o'clock at night. So uh, Okay. I got it. Uh, got it. Yeah. 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 You golfed Shawnee on Friday, right? I did. Yeah. Was and they do great. the – little wet. Well, yeah, I, I could. I we I think we said as much that it was going to be pretty wet. But uh, Roush, little Louisville secret of the pros, not really a secret, but they do the practice on Friday for the right. air show on Saturday. You don't get all of it, and it's not uh, like as routine, and you you don't have somebody on TV telling you what it is and what's flying over you and whatnot. But uh, a good. I probably should have probably mentioned this on Friday, but a good Louisville, maybe I did. A good Louisvillean veteran move is to like have lunch downtown Friday or have lunch on the river or something like that. And you'll end up seeing like pretty much all the planes, almost all the planes that you'll see on Saturday with not all the hassle or not the crowd. So playing golf at Shawnee, I bet you did see some cool planes go over your head, Justin. Oh yeah, we had we had jets a couple times fly over, so a couple helicopters, big old big old plane. Uh, by the way, that big AC one hundred and thirty that they could fit a freaking fire truck in—that's incredible. How, how is there a plane that we can fit a fire truck in and that mofo staying staying in the air? Like that's incredible. <laughs> Did any of them uh, come by during your backswing? Uh, I'm by the airport, so you know you have some of the F 17s take off, and it's you hear it. After they pass you by, crazy, crazy stuff. Did did any mess with your your swing? Yeah, you know, I touched on that on Friday. How sound really bothers me in my backswing, but in Friday's round and the two rounds I played Saturday, I kind of just had to put that on the back burner. So I I, I put it out of sight, <laughs> out of mind. Didn't let the plane noise bother me. I just tried to relax and enjoy it because it, it it was cool. I mean, it was it was awesome to have planes flying over us all day, both Friday and Saturday. So. Just need experience. I'll probably do it again next year as well. It It, it is – hopefully it won't be as wet or we won't have rain for 19 days beforehand. But it is pretty surreal just seeing fighter jets go that fast. Like you see it on TV yeah, mm -hmm. and you see it like in the news for wars and, what, and whatnot. But when you see it in person and just like seeing one of them and then knowing that if like there was ever – any military operations there'd probably be more than one or at least more than one in the general vicinity it is pretty like it's like oh boy that's wild it's wild that we have that technology similar to justin what you were talking about with uh the plane being able to fit the fire truck it's 
it, it, it's pretty wild. And then I was at a wedding Saturday night at Melwood, which I was like, oh, yeah, you'll probably be able to see at least some of the big fireworks from there. That'll be cool for a wedding. I got married mm -hmm. on Thunder four years ago, but we were not within a view of downtown. Um, and you could from this venue. You could see the the fireworks. So that made for a fun set. So I almost felt like I got a little bit of the the Thunder view and the Thunder setup without having to deal with all the hustle and bustle of downtown. The fireworks are always cool. I do feel like if you've probably seen one Thunder over Louisville live, you've probably seen them all, but still always need to see that big of those big of fireworks shows. Um, so good, good weekend for myself as well. No baby announcements here, but that's great. Mm -hmm. for the Roush family. Uh, have you, is Tennessee Roush? Is that what we're going to go with here? Carolina. That, 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 that was the, the running gag this weekend. Um, I, I tried to do the thing to TJ where I was like, I wonder if I can watch the fireworks from my house. And I, I could not. And you know what? I'm normally with you in the, you see one fireworks show, you've seen them all. Uh, they actually added something new this year. Have you, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? The, the drone show? Did you go uh, back and watch the drones? Year. They did it last year. Well, last year didn't count. It was thunder all over. It wasn't real. <laughs> The so, drone show, I am, I am familiar. That was, I was mesmerized, and maybe it's because I'd been at Keeneman for a while, and you know, I'd been at Keeneman all day, and I came back, but I was, I was just, whoa, um, kind of walked into my seat there for about 10, 15 minutes. It felt like a Wednesday. I mean, I was just I could not take my eyes off of it. I really wanted to see one drone. They kept getting really close. I, I was waiting for one to clip another one, and then you just see it like mayday, mayday, falling out of the sky. Uh, that that did not happen, um, but I, I, I did enjoy watching it. And then when I went outside to see if I could see the fireworks, I ran into a neighbor who I had met yet, and uh, my early night turned into a we're going to stay up till two a.m. kind of night. So. Had a had myself a weekend. Really did my best to get myself prepared for Derby uh, by drinking three days in a row. And you know what? I was proud of myself. Sunday was a little tough, um, but we you know we pushed through. We pushed through. We persevered and won a little bit of money at Keene on Saturday. So uh, Derby, it's back all the way back. Wow! Sounds like everything was coming up rafts this weekend. Uh, that's Woo. great. We I, I I've got. Not to, uh, I, I've got, we've got, everything was good this weekend for myself as well. Sounds like it was for Justin. That's three for three for the KRC boys. That's, that's great. Um, we do, I do have some neighborhood drama, but I'll save that maybe for the second hour, just because we yes. don't want to do the whole first 30 minutes or 40 minutes, not talking anything UK or anything going on in the world of UK, but uh, some potential neighborhood drama that I Love think it. is worth on a slow summer day to to bring up i don't know how slow we'll be today too if we end up not being slow then maybe i'll push it off till tomorrow but um let's talk some sports because once we got off the air friday roush friday was busy day man there was a lot it, happening things got pretty crazy yeah uh, just a couple hours after we signed off calipari went on a radio show not our radio show but i'm i'm okay with that and i do mean that um, I, I want him to come on our radio show. He should go on all the radio shows. He should go on podcasts. He should do radio interviews. Because when he talks, he can do a good job of hyping people up or getting folks excited. He can clear the air in some capacity. 
and he can address things that need to be addressed. And when he went on with Issel and Pratt, I won't say that he checked all those boxes entirely, but at least touched on on most of them. So that was super fascinating, Roush. Mm -hmm. And you had a weekend of basketball recruiting and who UK is watching. And DJ Wagner was in the news for multiple reasons. And uh, there's there's a lot of, of basketball sports news to get to. And sure enough, maybe the, the most impactful news that actually did happen was on the football side of things. Because UK mm -hmm. picked up a commitment from an impact player that, that could help in an area of need. Yeah, Kedron Smith announced his commitment about three o'clock Friday afternoon, and it's it. You you make a good point, TJ. Like this could be as an impactful addition as any this off season. Which some oh, that's hyperbole. They got a bunch of they got the Alabama transfers. When when Kentucky had to go to this well last year, they end up getting their leading tackler on the team in Jacquez Jones, who. Made at least two game-saving, I want to say it was three game-saving pass breakups. He had, he stopped a touchdown against Chattanooga. He had the final one against Florida. And I want to say he had a big play against Missouri as well. And and that's what they really need to get out of Smith because, A, if, if he's primarily going to play that nickel position, which I think he will. He can do cornerback, uh, but I think the nickel is where they'll have him for the most part. Uh, he can do both, but... Uh, that nickel spot, it, it requires a lot of experience, a lot of instinct, a lot of good feel for where you're on the field. And he's played in every single game he's been a, of his college career. Uh, started in half of them. That 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 kind of experience, that, that's what the secondary is really missing. Outside of Ty Asian, uh, Carrington Valentine has one year of starting under his belt. Um, so you've got, you've got some of that experience there, but nothing – like what Smith is bringing to Lexington. So big time addition for the cats on Friday night. Um, that happened, I think on the heels of Cleveland Thomas announcing he's leaving, which got UK down to four vacancies. So now they, they could add three more scholarship players if they want to, um, before the season starts. That, that's at least our KSR rough estimate on the scholarship counts. I know sometimes you might have walk-ons get offers. Uh, and then, to, to add to it even more, Mr. Belf Mr. Belfry's Mr. Football from Belfry, Isaac Dixon, he announced his commitment to Kentucky late Friday night. Um, you, you heck, probably a lot of you didn't even see it. It was about eight thirty or so when he, when he popped. Um, and that that's one where I think he's going to be a preferred walk on. But I, you know, if he's a preferred walk on now, he could probably fight to earn his way to get a scholarship. Uh, played running back, did a little bit of everything. For them, I could kind of see him being like Zach Johnson, where uh, he, he spent half of his career on scholarships just being a wrecking ball in special teams. So um, a lot of moving parts for the Kentucky football program this weekend. But uh, most importantly, they got a, a big-time contributor on the defense. Yep, that's important. Position of need, and that was where I was going to go next, is looking at the departures and the arrivals and the recruiting class. It did seem like there there were some scholarships to play around with. Sometimes mm -hmm. Kentucky's been on the other side of that, where there's a scholarship crunch, and you're wondering how the numbers are going to work out, and they always find a way to work out, and we always say that. But in this instance, you've got openings. And what I, I was going to ask you is – how aggressive are you with these scholarships? Uh, this is probably more of like a basketball concern where 
you got some scholarships, but who do you bring in? You don't want to step on people's toes. You don't want to. You don't want to cause any any locker room issues by bringing in a new starter for somebody who thought that they were the penciled in starter, something along those lines. But with the expectations being high, having a quarterback, which we'll talk about Will Levis here in a moment, but having a quarterback that is considered to be draftable high and that's not always been the case for you or it's been a while since UK football has had a quarterback to show up on draft boards long story short expectations are high I hope UK uses these scholarships I don't care at what position obviously offensive line is one that you would think would would certainly get addressed maybe somebody else in the secondary but if you've got a few to play around with Roush I hope that they're going to be aggressive and say you know what Maybe we thought we were good at X position, but this guy became available. We weren't going to say no to him, or we yeah, weren't yeah. going to not try. So I hope they're aggressive with these scholarships. It's, it's a unique position to be in at this part of the game. Well, and especially for a guy like uh, Cleveland that you didn't expect to depart. I, I, he, he, so the the thing about Cleveland Thomas is I, I never thought that he was going to actually be a big-time playmaker for the receiving core this fall. But when they announced that he was coming back for a super senior season, a lot of it, they wanted him to keep being the old head, the kind of extra coach in the room. And I, I, I think what happened is not only did he realize like, ah, do I really want to run with the threes again when I can just play elsewhere? You know, like I'm, I'm only got so much time to play college football. Let me go play college football somewhere. So that does give you to a point where you can take best available sometimes if if things, you know, if you kind of stumble into something. I think they will. I did uh, speak with somebody, ran into somebody at Keeneland on Saturday who's very plugged in. And, I, you know, I keep hearing that they are they feel pretty good about left tackle. Like, if they don't if, – if, if they're really only going to go after somebody if they believe that this person is worth going at. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm, I'm getting more and more of the sense that uh, that they're comfortable with Buford and Keontae being able to to rotate in there at that left tackle position. Um, but that's not to say that if, you know, a uh, former five-star hops in that they aren't going to go after one. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of where we're at with that spot. And like you said, a- after that, it's just, a, all right, who, who's – who could be best available? Is best available worth getting? Well, then let's 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 go take a look. Justin, who do we think his sources that he talked to at Keeneland? That's had to had to be a coach. Uh, I'm going with the big dog. Uh, it was not the big dog. I, I I will not reveal my source, but it actually wasn't. Um, and I was joking with the person because I was like. Vince doesn't strike me as the type of dude because you know how Keeneland has areas where it's you know tie only or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I could see Vince being told every single time he goes up there that he needs to put a tie on, and then he just okay, and then just keeps walking and doesn't put one on. <laughs> I could see that being Vince Merrill. I could I, I could see that as well. That's exciting stuff from the football side of things, and uh, certainly things we should address. Any idea? I, I guess probably no timeline on any. Maybe what's the next football news we'll get in any capacity? Well, the deadline to enter your name into the transfer portal is May 1st. So we might get another one or two this week. Um, with this is the last. I think this is a dead week at UK. And then they have finals the week after that. So um, 
you'll, you'll probably see some names going to the portal. But outside of that, it May is uh, May's the one time of the year where they tell everybody to go home, relax, get ready for, you know, I'm, I'm bad at math, but get ready for seven straight months of football action because um, it gets real once they come back. So you get a little bit of a, a break, a cool down, and, and that's when things really heat up on the basketball recruiting front. And, um, and it's about time to get to a break, but we had an EYBL session in Indianapolis. So there was a lot of reports from there. And then uh, there's one coming to Louisville pretty soon too, TJ, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we might have to get out there for, for watch some of that. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be where I don't know exactly where they're doing it. Uh, easy to look I'm, up. Maybe I'm guessing it's the fairgrounds. Like that would. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a zoo. Um, and now that U of L is back to like recruiting, Big time recruits. Uh, you're getting U of L media covering more recruiting events, and they were in Indianapolis, so it was an easy drive. But some funny reports, some wrong reports, some mis some inf- misinformation shared by some U of L reporters. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. They are going to be coming to Louisville in about a month. Uh, that would be fun to get out there and see that. But we got to talk about this weekend. We got to talk about some of Calipari's yeah. quotes from Friday what that meant in this weekend, what other people were saying this weekend. There's a lot of gossip. There's a lot of fun UK sports topics to get to. And you guessed it, a lot of them centering around Shane and Sharp. So we'll come back from a break. We'll get to those. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Ooh, DJ Walker. Wow. We'll be back after Stay out of my way, or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. How about I just go eat some hay? I can make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. What do you say? In my shoes, my toes are busted. My kitchen says my bread is folded. I got a good job at the dollar store. One foot in the hole, one foot getting people with a broken mirror and a blown out speaker. And I ain't got much. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 14.50 a.m. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We go 7 to 9. Replay of Kentucky Roll Call 9 to 11 on Big X Sports Radio. Plenty of ways to stream the show if you're not in the Louisville, Southern Indiana area. BigXSportsRadio.com. I use the TuneIn Radio app and just search for Big X Sports Radio. You can tell your Alexa or your Siri to just play Big X Sports Radio. It will oblige and you can listen to the show or catch us anytime, anywhere, any place. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. And the KRC podcast brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Roush came through clutch with all the fireworks this weekend. Really, really glad that uh, Abe was a fan. Um, I was a big fan yesterday. I said three days in a row, gets a little worn out. Just what I needed to get a good night's sleep to start my Monday. Feeling a little refreshed with some of their extra strength CBD full spectrum gummies. Uh, fantastic. Just go to cornbreadhemp.com, put in the promo code BIGX. You'll get 30% off checkout at cornbreadhemp.com. Organic full spectrum CBD products. 
And the extra sweet gummies, they got, they got a little bit of THC too in there just to make sure you're feeling good, you're feeling great every single day with Cornbread Hemp. We love it. You will as well. Tons of products, and they'll even help you figure out what's best for yourself. They've got an online survey that is really, really useful. Check them out. All right, uh, did you all check out John Calipari's comments, quotes? I actually caught it live just by, like, flipping and tuning over the radio dial. I was super lucky. I was in between appointments. Didn't work too hard on Friday, but worked just a little bit. And heard the heard the entire thing and was, one, happy that he's doing interviews. Hope he does more of them. And really interesting stuff, Roush. Some yeah, yeah. It was um, the part that – because there was, there was two things that I think jumped out significantly. And one of them – they're both about Shane Sharp. One of them is just going to make people angry just to make them angry. But, like, I, I'm, I'm seeing through the Cal bit. Like, it, it's the Cal thing. Um, and that's when he said that uh, – basically that he hadn't seen the news of the day, like that, that Sharp had declared for the draft. Uh, I, I don't have the you know verbatim quotes in front of me, but um, it was like, oh, yeah, somebody told me that that Shaden had declared. I'm like, what? Let me see that. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, people are going to be all up. And up. I, I'm obviously not buying it. That's a, that's a fun little cow bit. Um, I don't think he's too oblivious to know things. But what I thought was actually his way of, Maybe providing some reassurance for some uh, is the way that he actually talked about the discussion is he was saying, I'm talking to his parents. And he 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 mentioned mom and dad specifically on multiple occasions. Like we are talking with them to do what's in his best interest. Um, you know, he's like some things changed during the middle of the season. Now we could be a top 10 pick. We're going to find out. He's going to go through the process. And if he does, then he can move on. If not, his his stuff is in storage, you know, in the basement of the craft center, you know, and he can he can be wherever. So um, th- th- those were the two big things that jumped out to me. Um, and I was just glad that it was a Friday. So there were less whiners than normal there to just lose their minds when he said that he hadn't seen him or whatever it was, that he, that he hadn't heard the news whenever it initially broke. Well, he, he did say that he had seen him. He said that, like, I was, was, did he say I saw him today or yesterday? I forget yeah, exactly. yeah. He, like, he said he had been meeting today. with him regularly, but just yeah. didn't know the news happened. Yeah, saw him, like, in between class or something like that. He's still going to class. Or He it, said, it, come it, over it, here. Let me let me talk to you, you know, and yeah, I can just, I, I, I can hear him giving that guy a noogie as we speak. Let me get my big paws on you, Shade, and how's it going here, pal? They, they did talk. I found all that interesting. Yeah, the, it wasn't so subtle just talking about mom, dad, Shaden, mom, dad, Shaden, mom, dad, Shaden. Well, I wonder who he's not mentioning. That's the guardian that has been in the center of all of this. And I was listening to the interview and I was like, you know, again, just cool to hear him do radio interviews. Shouldn't be cool. Should just be the norm, but it's not the norm. So when he does do it, it is cool. So just listening and enjoying it as he's going on and on and can't help but just like shake my head. Almost. I wanted to say like, I had like a dramatic reaction. I didn't, but I, I, Wanted to almost a jaw drop when this isn't over yet, everybody. Now, hold on here. Now, if he ends up being told that he's going to be a top five pick, then what am I going to tell him to do? And 
they weren't really paying attention. But he was like, I'm going to tell them to go. And that's understandable. But, you know, if other things change, other things can happen. It's just not over yet. I was just thinking to myself, like, no, stop. Just quit. Like, I, I'm, I'm guessing that they actually feel that way. I would, I would think. Um, I don't know. I, you, you think about every different avenue they could go down. There is an avenue of, like, Cal Perry trying to continue to string this along, and Sharp still goes where it really does just turn into, like, wow, what an absolutely crazy situation. But we still thought we had a chance, and that's how crazy it was. It's just at the last minute he ends up not going. Uh, just to paint the situation as differently, but I let's just assume let's just assume that he's being sincere and being genuine with his comments, with his idea that Sharp actually could potentially come back. I, I, I don't know if the fan base needs to hear it. Uh, maybe it should just be a you the the play should be to yeah you know what he's got an unbelievable opportunity that we didn't think that was going to be available for him when we brought him on and. Uh, odds are he's probably going to jump on that opportunity, but but we're very close with him and his family. They know that they've got a spot here, and we can improve on his goals and his dream. You know, you could do you could you could go through that whole song and dance if you wanted to go through that. But I couldn't help but just shaking my head when he was just basically telling UK fans, "Hey, I know this has been a total cluster. Don't give up hope just yet. Just when it seemed like everything was lost, I'm here as your head coach to tell you." Maybe it's not. And Roush, that's I don't I'd I'd probably end up I don't agree with that. And if Sharp ends up coming back and Calipari is being totally truthful, then I'll eat crow and say that I was wrong and say, you know what, Calipari is just being honest with us and we didn't want to hear the truth, but that's where they were at. But even if that is all true, I just think in this moment, UK fans didn't need to be reeled back in a little bit. It was uh it was pretty funny though. Like I he, he did the thing where he wanted to he 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 does it with the media where he says a response uh, says something to elicit a response and Diallo got brought up and he was like, Well, what did I tell him? And Pratt just did the well go, of course. He's like, No, yeah. no, actually I told he knew he wasn't gonna be a top ten pick. I told him to come back and stay, and he did. Um, that just, that, that, that part of it was funny. I was amused. That, uh, same with me. I thought like you, they they didn't really seem, I'm sure they were. It didn't seem like they were necessarily maybe paying, uh, paying attention to the entire conversation, but that was one where uh, I had a good laugh myself, but it, I thought that we were all on the same page that like, all right, this Dwayne Washington character is a character. Seems like he has pulled the wool over everybody's eyes, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Um, but that's that. And Sharp's going to go to the draft, and assuming he's eligible, and it will be everything will the sun will come up. UK can replace him, and, and we'll go from there. Cal saying no, everybody. Cal saying not so fast. Saying we still think that there's a chance he comes back to UK. Now, I wouldn't have done that if I were Cal. I find it super interesting all the same. Roush, going back to that question you asked last week, well, it's Monday, and guess what? We're going to have probably another month talking about this right. drama, drama, drama. It's all going to be there with the Sharp situation. It's not dead yet, folks. I still think – Not dead. I still think he'll never play for UK, but 
can't help but be intrigued by this whole thing. I think it really, I, I feel like we almost say this every year, maybe not every year, but maybe every other year, that like this is one of the strangest off-the-court stories in UK basketball history. I really think this has to be it. I don't, I, in the Calipari era, I'm not sure, and even beyond the Calipari era, you know, this is, has this surpassed the mystery and complexities of the Randolph Morris back situation? Probably. Uh, this is weird. This is a weird situation for sure. And then it doesn't help things, Roush, that you have UK's head coach saying, hey, folks, I know nobody actually thinks he's going to play here, but I'm telling you, it's not impossible. Then our good friend, Jonathan Gavoni. Gavoni. People on the text line, they are not happy with the – I don't think they mind the Giovanni, but I think they just want to know that we actually know what his last name is. We yeah, do. It's Giovanni. We, we, don't, we don't often call it that. But then – so you get UK's head coach saying, hey, don't give up hope yet. Parents, Shaden, me. Shaden, parents, me, me, parents, Shaden. Then you get a video of Gavoni, Giovanni watching the workout and Dwayne Washington just comfortably in the in the in the in the video, just rebounding for Shaden. And then you got Giovanni, who is happy to just write poetry about sharp one-on-one workouts. Oh my, I've never seen somebody in a one-on-one workout look so unbelievably amazing. Uh Giovanni's just told on himself. I mean, I said this last week, but he's he's yeah, telling on yeah. himself a little bit. Uh because which is one, it's, it's odd to do that for that guy too. It's not like he's uh, Dwayne Washington's Mister uh, Kid Shea. I mean, he has some pretty good players coming to that uh, program. Has, but like, you really connected. need to kiss that much butt. He's been connected. Uh, I get it. Like in uh, Giovanni doing that, Giovanni doing Giovanni. Uh, now I'm actually getting it wrong, but that's why we just stick with the Giovanni. Um, but but. but yeah, he does. Uh, that's what everybody does. That's what a ton of journalists do. If you're getting some, if you feel like the gravy train of access is being good to you, then you're going to happy happily do what they ask. You get look. He's been so good to Sharp up to this camp, and he's been so good up to Washington to this point. He got invited to a one-on-one workout. Wow, that's crazy. Not only invited to a one-on-one workout, but guess what? His tweets, his review of the workout, glowing. Could you believe that? Like he gets access to this one-on-one workout of Sharp, and Sharp was unbelievable in the workout, according to Gavoni. Gavoni, Giovanni. <laughs> Weird how that works, huh? And I couldn't believe it. I, I, you know what? I thought for sure that he was going to be tweeting out like flat, super flat workout. This is troubling. Hopefully, he'll be a little bit more. Uh, impactful in NBA workouts because he showed that he still has a lot. Nope. I can see why he's got number one pick potential, but he won't be the number one pick. So it's, he doesn't actually have number one pick potential for this year. Um, It's he's telling on himself a little bit. Washington's in that video, which I do think can come back to Cal and be like, all right, we there's this big divide the family the guardian sharp they want this the family wants that sharp wants that and then two days later we just have him working out with the guardian that supposedly is so bad and yeah we've messed this all up and then what the next thing we see is like two days later they're 
going through their workouts and everything's all hunky dory for the second time in this show. Hmm, love a good hunky dory time, but th- yeah, that that's it's not ideal. I don't I don't I don't think that's ideal if you do give some Cal's words a little bit of credence that there is a chance he could come back because yeah. And, I, and again, like the, the 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 hype, and then the other dude that's working out with them was also like amazing as well. Did you see the follow up tweet? Uh, no, no, I did not. I, I forget the guy's name. I'm not trying to be rude to the player, but he was like, in his sparring buddy in the one on one workouts was so and so, who's hoping to catch on a G League team next year, and I don't see why he couldn't. Smooth score, lots of potential, did really, really good. So both people in a one-on-one workout were just totally dominant, like really, really special. But you think like in a one-on-one workout, somebody would have to have like the, you, you know, if if Shannon Sharp really had number one pick potential, shouldn't he just be totally locking down this G League bum? Oh, he should be destroying that guy. Yeah. yeah. But instead, <laughs> both were blowing reviews. Everything was great. No way that he couldn't be a top pick. Which again, just say it's fine. Like he's not the only reporter that, for access, says nice things, use nice words, get nice access. He's not the only one to do that. But it's something worth remembering moving forward. And then you add that in with like any time Kentucky would lose a game. See these clips of how terrible this offense is. UK definitely hurts people's draft status. So there's something up there. He's total and. and I bet Cal's probably not a fan of his. He's clearly not a fan of Cal's, but those two dudes, that or that guy and the Guardian, who seems like there's a rift there between Cal and Dwayne Washington, doesn't seem like there clearly is. Well, they were with Sharp, and they were they they were with him more recently than Cal seeing him at class. So make of all that what you will. Still don't see that dude playing for UK. If he does, that'd be amazing. But I don't think it's going to happen, but it's a it's a fascinating story regardless, Roush. I mean, it's it is worth talking about, even if we do believe we never see Sharp in a UK jersey, just because what a weird what weird mm-hmm. twist and turns. People are lying just directly to a lot of folks, and I think a lot of people just don't care. Uh, it's uh, it's funny to me from afar. Um, it's because that's it's all really you weird. can kind of do at this point. We're in the middle of twists and turns. It's really weird because Cal basically said the exact same thing that Shaden did in his announcement. So, no, I mean, no. Basically, Shaden left the door uh, open. I'm, that's essentially what Cal's doing here. Yeah. It. Uh, but it, it's it's. I think it's the kind of it's the what you should typically hear. But we've just been hearing else. We've been hearing other stuff from his trainer and so you 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 often feel like that they're going to tell you the real stuff before you get the kind of PR gussied up thing I've actually uh TJ I think the only time I've ever even heard him talk was the Shadon Sharp video that we joked about like I he doesn't talk he never talks yeah him and CJ do it doing that interview yeah, he, he, him and he himself is is quiet, but I, you know, I don't know what he would stand to gain going out and doing. Well, maybe he could. Maybe he could come out and say, "Listen, I've, 
I'm just going by what people have told me to do. I wanted to play. I was told not. Yeah, I guess he could come out and say that stuff. It'd be super juicy. But I could also see people. UK probably wouldn't stand a lot to gain by him talking. He wouldn't stand a lot to gain to talk. Washington wouldn't stand a lot to gain from him talking. So maybe best just to have him stay quiet. But no, he he has he has remained uh, very quiet throughout the the whole thing. It's just you don't see people mm-hmm. turn down top 10 money. It's just nope. not something that happens. So if he's eligible to get that top 10 money, he's going to go out there and get it. Now, what other folks are saying is maybe he's going to slide. And part of the reason that they did that is because you have the reports from NBA teams saying, we don't like Washington and we aren't going to trust anything you say. And that could hurt your draft stock and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's fine. And then the next day they go out there and do a video of him working out and he's the best pick of, of all time. So maybe if he slid, that could convince him to come back. I don't well, think that would happen, though. But if he's eligible, he's going to be gone. The only way he comes back to UK is if he's ineligible. And I don't think that's going to be the case. Also, if you're Washington, calling up Giovanni for a workout is the perfect way to get bad news about your name from keeping it going. Like that, that was his way of, uh, his response to the bad PR where people have just been bashing him over the head for a week. You had the quote in Travis Branham's article about um, like it, it wasn't quoted at all. Like a lot of it was just him laying out the situation, how limited amount of tape he has. Like it's just where he became a star was really in a summer where he didn't play a whole lot and there weren't even draft scouts there. So it's a difficult evaluation. Um, and then the the quote at the end of it was essentially – how how are we going to trust this guy for all the flip flopping back and forth, back and forth? So that um, I, I I'm I I don't know I don't know. There's a lot to make it. What I do know is that also in that interview that Calipari gave, he did he sounded confident that Jacob Toppin and Savir Wheeler would be back. Wheeler ultimately on Sunday announced that he is returning to Kentucky. Uh, and the the Toppin one though I think is I I know he. It, it, it wasn't uh, actual news and he's going to go through the process, but Cal kind of factoring him into the equation does make me feel, feel nice and, and rosy about uh, Jacob top and potentially returning next year. Cause we've talked about it a lot on here. He's, he can be a great piece to next year's team, a great contributor. Um, and e- even if he's not your prototypical Brady Manic stretch four, he can do a lot for you if he c- continues to improve that jump shot. So uh, I, I did enjoy hearing that part of the conversation. I think that was one of my other big takeaways from it. Yeah, one more thing about Giovanni. Just uh, the, the the end of that tweet looks like the number one pick in the draft in this setting, talent. What disingenuous garbage. For somebody in his field, in his, pos- in his position, in his profession, is wildly irresponsible just kind of a douchey thing to do to be honest with you looks like the number one pick and there's no way that he would even he could have the most insane mind-blowing workouts possible he could just have every nba team's jaw drop and he wouldn't go top three wouldn't just wouldn't couldn't shouldn't and shouldn't go top three And for him to say that, like in this setting, number one pick. Okay, get Jabari in that setting. What would he look? Would he look like the number one pick? What about Chet? You get Chet in a one-on-one workout with a G leaguer. Would that look like a number one pick? Hell. And then where we're going with this conversation, not to have to backtrack just ever so slightly, you get Jacob Toppin 
going against this G League dude in a one-on-one workout and probably make him look like he could be one of the top picks. So give me a break. I heard the same thing, Roush. I'm still going to I'm still going to I'm going to wait till we get the official word on top and to get excited about it. But I I noticed that from Calipari too. You get top in in the fold, then really what we got to talk about Antonio Reeves. We will. Uh that was strange to me too. I yeah, that yeah. That that was odd. Um but we'll 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 you, chat about that. Tom Leach even alluded to a potential commitment, and that Tom Leach never does that. And then you it did all the happen. old heads. Yeah, yet all the old heads be like, "Commitment time, baby! Keep eye out on this commitment." Which, like, I guess just somebody on the staff. I mean, hell, was it even? It could have been just Calipari being like, "Hey, you know, people think I should talk to media more. We're getting some good news today," and then it ended up not happening or something like <laughs> that. That was weird. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. But let's just assume Reeves is on board. I've already mentally assumed it's going to happen. So if it doesn't, I'm going to have to do some brain bra- backtracking. Won't be very fun. But assume he's on board. Let's assume Cal's right and Toppin's back. You really are just one piece away. You're one piece away. Your your roster and everything is set and it's loaded at that, but you're one, two, or three wing player away, and then it's on like Donkey Kong. Uh, so that I, I noticed the top in comment as well gets me excited. You and again, you could say, well, what about Brooks? You know, you got the reports about his housing and stuff like that. Could he be back? Maybe he could be back. And if he was, is it going to be the end of the world for me? No, but I also kind of like the idea of Toppin and Collins splitting those minutes instead of instead of Brooks. And then I guess my overall thought on Wheeler, too, as we're closing out hour one, was we talked about at the end of the season some of the locker room, potential locker room issues. Was it true? Roush was hearing it from different people. I was hearing it from different people, but they were all saying some of the same stuff. I think Roush buys into it. I think I buy into it. But the point, the thing is, Wheeler was a, a, a really nice point guard for mm-hmm. what seemed to be the majority of the season. Certainly not immune to a bad game here or there. More inconsistent than Tyler Eulis, who a lot of people compared him to in some capacities. Um, not as good as a player as a Tyler Eulis is. But it, I, I think it's a, I, overall, assuming that the locker room stuff gets straightened out and everybody's happy, and I, I'm guessing winning cures all that stuff. Um, so I'm guessing that's probably not going to be a major issue. But to have your starting five and your starting point guard, a point guard that's played mm-hmm. in the SEC now for like four seasons or however long it's been, um, it's good. It's great. It's huge. And I bet Wheeler's going to put up some pretty silly numbers uh, this upcoming season. I still want Wallace to kind of ha- – you need to let him grow and you need to let him shine because he's going to be able to do some things that Wheeler won't be able to do. But it's a it's a beautiful security blanket to have a veteran point guard and wheeler running the show for another season. It's a big deal. UK again going to be a preseason top five team. This what I think Wheeler coming back pretty much locks that up. Um, but good news all around. You just will hope the locker room stuff isn't as dramatic as it sounded to be, and just mostly because hey, things weren't going well at that time. Yeah, yeah, and I think that had as much to do with it as anything. Um, is just believe it or not things aren't all hunky-dory the second time this show whenever you start losing the wheels start spinning a little bit and the thing that worked for months just all of a sudden doesn't work anymore Uh, so I'm hoping that's the case I do uh, 
the the one part of the equation that uh, Justin has reminded us of, um, and that Cal also made a point to point out, was just like, hey, don't forget about C.J. Frederick. Um, we need this guy to stay healthy, but uh, C.J. Frederick can be the Kellen Grady is is what Cal likened him to the Kellen Grady for this next upcoming team because of his just his dead eye shooting ability. Now, don't want him to get cold, but um, you know, like I. C.J. Frederick can be a big-time player uh, for this Kentucky basketball team next year. So, you know, just, that, that could be a fun little little treat a few games in the season where people are like, man, I forgot about C.J. Frederick. He's awesome. Yeah, and I am excited about him as well. I mean, 47% is absolutely nuts. I just – the dude coming off an injury is what worries me the most. And I, I – yeah, the, the Kellen Grady. I, I don't want CJ to be the Kellen Grady replacement. I want CJ just to be basically like a, a new a new side toy. Let Reeves be the mints, and then Sharp, but probably won't be Sharp, but maybe somebody else in the transfer portal. Let them be the Grady replacement. And then Frederick's just this kind of mystery seven man that could turn out to be something amazing. But, yeah, just Frederick, it's, he's, he's a total wild card because – the injury stuff. If he's 100% healthy, no concerns, and he can go out there, then could be a really nice player for Kentucky, at least a fun weapon in terms of spreading the floor. But I, I would want more – I'd want more assurance and with other people, other players. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll talk about it. Hour one done. Hour two coming up. We'll get to the Thornton's text line. I, I want to hear about this neighborhood drama. Man, oh. I'm excited. Yeah, I would say on like your hype scale, I'd probably put it at like a five or six. So nothing like the most crazy. So a 12 on a Roush scale then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is big time for the Roush. And you thought that bunny in the bush last week was wild. You just hold on to your butts for this story coming up in hour number two. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back for another hour. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on the Big Ninety-six one FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Here on your Monday morning, Monday stink. You can make them a little better by popping in a Thornton's today, getting yourself some donuts, a breakfast sandwich, becoming a refreshing rewards member, and saving yourself some money at the pump each and every time. It adds up. I've got to get gas the second that I hit the road today before I head in to the office or wherever I'm going first today. And I'm going to go by my local Thornton's, and I'm excited to do so. They've got fresh fruit inside. They've got it all. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. And text on into the Thornton's text lot, 502-414-1450. We'll get into 
the Thornton's text line here momentarily. There's a lot to lot lot of texts uh, over the weekend, a lot to get to. Uh, a lot of congratulations for Nick Roush. If you didn't hear in hour one, he's expecting Woo! maybe a numero dos will be joining the Roush household in October. Is it early October or late October? Uh, the twelfth, I believe, is the 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 date. So middle mid October. Wow! So right around uh, right around Lucy's birthday. Yeah, it's exciting, exciting stuff. So, uh, man, uh, it's also not bad having a DD around Derby season too. Just kind of nice. No, that's not. That's it's not. That's really oh, nice. And, and speaking of guys, I did the thing where. I won the last race of the day, and I won big. And, man, you would have thought that I was Daddy Warbucks out there. Just freaking, uh, we're going to stop it and get some Mexican food on the way home. Honey, you can get the big queso. All right, we're, we're treating ourselves today because yeah. Papa hit the trifecta. It was very funny, though, because I, I rarely bet trifectas. And I knew I had the exacta. And then I checked my ticket. I was like, oh, snap, I got froggy and did a try. What horse came in third, and it was it was a photo for third. And when that came, when that uh, number hit the board, it was oh yeah, like here we go. And and man, just to get that feeling back, it's like um, it's like hitting a long putt, scoots. Even at the end of a bad round, you hit a good shot. It keeps you coming back for more. That that's that's what happened to me at the track. I was going to come back hey. for more regardless, but feels good to end on a win. I know all about that. I played like crap on Friday, but I chipped in for birdie on 17. So, yeah, oh, I, I get what that's you mean. awesome. Well done, Scoots. Uh, well the, done. Good, the good old chip-ins, always, always great. Well, legally speaking, Scoots no longer allowed to do the Big Exports Radio golf card. So, me, TJ Walker, the talent of the show, wants to, wants to announce the 2022 Big Exports Radio golf card is here. And you can play it, and you can play it real good. At Chariot Run, Valley View Golf Club, Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana, which has just one of the coolest golf logos you're ever going to see on a golf course. Elk Run and historic New Albany Golf Course, which was established in 1922. That's 100 years ago, folks. You can get the Big Exports Radio 2022 golf card, and you can play all those rounds for under $25 a round. It's a great deal. It's a great card. It's great courses. And you can go to BigExportsRadio.com to learn more. And there's a number you can call. Justin, maybe you, you are still legally allowed to provide the number. 812-725-1457. 812-725-1457. I think if you maybe had a little bit more gusto there, you'd still be able to do the golf card reads. I mean, it's ridiculous. It really is. I'm the most passionate one on this show about golf. And have they been selling? Yep. I, I thought the same thing. I thought the I thought the same thing, Scoots. Unbelievable. Uh, I thought Pathetic. you were doing an amazing Pathetic. job with them. You just you you had it like down to a T. I'd just throw it over to you and you'd just take the ball and you'd run. And I thought you you did good with it. But uh you know you know the corporate big wigs, you know how that stuff goes, the red tape and whatnot. The one job I had on the show, gone. <laughs> <laughs> Text on in 502-414-1450 to the Thornton's text line. Uh, hashtag free scoots golf card read ad. We want to hear <laughs> scoots read the golf card ad. We all do. Uh, all right. So the neighborhood drama that I tease, it's just interesting. I don't, I mean, it's not like, it's not this huge or big story, but I, I just, it's always, it's always something. 
Uh, we've got like a little neighborhood Facebook page, and it's just like the most of it's like, has anybody anybody accidentally get our package? It said it was delivered. Uh, can you check your camera? Um, hey, neighbor, can you check your camera to see if it was delivered? Blah, blah, blah. That's basically the extent of it. It's a There's not many people in the group whatsoever, and it's pretty quiet. So I've noticed living on this little pond, like the, the amount of wildlife we get for being not in a like wilderness part of the city or even the state, uh, is pretty alarming. Skunks, raccoons, birds, geese, ducks, you name it. Uh, I've been pretty vocal about the ducks for a while. And I, if you've listened to the show for any extended period of time, we've got the Canada geese, Canadian geese. Everybody's familiar with what those look like for the most part. We have very those. The, very annoying, very aggressive. We have those, and those kind of come and go based on like breeding times a year, stuff like that. And then we have another family of geese. Um, forget exactly what they're called, but they, they're just big white geese, kind of look like swans a little bit. And then some of them had like different colors too, gray, brown, stuff like that. But they were big geese. They look more like the ones you'd see on like a farm and stuff like that. And those geese had been there ever since I could remember going back to 2004 and then eventually find out that they've been around since the neighborhood was even built going back to 1994. So they've been back on this pond forever. And I've read up on these geese just because I've always remembered them being there. And I've always thought it was pretty fascinating. They can live to be like 30 to 40 years, stuff like that. They're all gone, Roush. They're gone. For good? They're normally not gone this time of year? They never leave. The ones that have been here since 94, like, never leave. They, they, they're they so fat that, like, it, you... I, I wondered if they... You don't know how they even get off the ground. Yeah, like, I wondered if they actually could fly. They can. Um, they don't like to, but they can. But they're all gone. And even within, like, their little sect, like, they had split off. Like, And the interesting thing about them, I'm getting into bird talk that I'm sure people don't care about, is these huge ones, they have had babies in the past, but probably not for, like, five to ten years. Uh, they still would lay eggs, but the eggs would never hatch or there'd never be babies. So what some of them would do, like one, like there was probably two or three and separately, they would go up to like a Canada geese and just be like, hey, I'm going to be the third parent here. Like we're going to raise these, like these six geeseling as a, as a tripod. And the Canada geese, which are like the most aggressive, obnoxious birds on the planet, they would be like, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. And, like, they don't let anything or anybody get around their babies except for, like, these mother geeses that would come in and they just, like, let them raise us three. And I always thought it was super interesting and fascinating to just, like, see them around the neighborhood. And they even pair off before the babies are hatched. So there was, like, one big, fat white goose that would just follow around these two Canada geese and they'd walk all over the neighborhood. Even that big white goose is gone. So, like, there was a conscious effort to come get this big group of family of geese, which I'm mentioning, don't even all hang out with one another all that much, and take them away after they'd been here for nearly 30 years. And so I was like, I, I wonder if anybody else has noticed this. Maybe I'm just going crazy. I'll put it on the Facebook page. It didn't, like, turn into a huge Facebook neighborhood discussion, but somebody did call. There's, like, a business back there on that lake. Um, well, there's like the, the 
people that own the lake. It's a company. Mm -hmm. uh, they called that company and they were like, hey, did you all by any chance like get rid of the geese that are there? Blah, blah, blah. So it, it, it sparked enough neighborhood engagement where people wanted to find out what the heck was going on. Long story short, we don't know. The the company was like, what? The geese are gone. No, we don't want that. Like, we love those geese. Uh, that, that, that shouldn't be the case. But we don't know what happened to them, Roush. And I'll say this, too. If somebody hmm. came and captured them, it'd be a pain in the ass to capture. They are they're hard to get. They're stubborn. Um, now, somebody has also suggested maybe just like a coyote. Coyotes are pretty popular back here. Maybe coyotes got them. Not impossible, and some have been big, big. This family has had victims to coyotes at some point in their history, but like seven or eight of them all in the span of like a weekend. No, there's no way. Like they had lived here for 30 years, not just one night is some smart coyote, unless it was like what was it, Wiley Coyote? I don't think even he would be able in one night be able to make that happen. So it's a, it's a mystery. What happened to the geese in Linden? Hmm. This is going to be the next uh, Stephen King novel. Maybe they're actually monsters the whole time, or they could be. Uh, they could have been like reincarnated old souls, and now that the uh, other geese have moved on, it's time for them to move on. They've finally done their unfinished business. They've completed it. They can move on to the next chapter. Hmm. Yeah, that was it. That was the neighborhood yeah. drama. That's that. Well, yes, that's the neighborhood drama. We have eight geese that have been here for thirty years, and they're missing. Justin, I mean, I'm I'm just a little disappointed. I mean, I was expecting a whole lot more, especially after on Friday you gave Roush so care. much crap. I don't care what you're expecting. watching Shut a cat up. looking in a care. bush. I don't care. I don't care what you're expecting. I don't care what you're expecting. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was hoping for more. Like I, I was hoping for more intrigue from actual Facebook, and I I, no. I actually anticipated that's, um, that's all I got. It to be a uh one dispute of some sort because it is we're getting into the time to tardy tidy up your yard season and i'm I'm sure there's going to be some fun awkward neighborly conflicts to come i did make the decision last night that i'm gonna like actually start getting into taking care of my yard and like learning how to do things um of course i didn't do i didn't act on it in any capacity but I did at least make the mental decision. Like I, I, I picked my boundaries of like, all right, this parts of the house or yard, I'm going to actually take care of. And then if I do a good job of it, maybe I'll expand it to other areas. And again, of course I did zero prep work, but no, no, it was just the, uh, the geese that have been here for 30 years have up and gone overnight and nobody knows what the hell has happened. Uh, and, and, and along your all same response it was again pretty minimal uh, on the Facebook page. Not a ton of interaction, so most people in the neighborhood I don't think seem to care either. I think it's totally a mystery that I think like a award-winning podcast could be made. You know, you hear like uh, unsolved mysteries is going to take this uh, case up for you, TJ. You ever hear like on the iHeart or uh, even on Big Exports oh Radio? Gosh, yeah. Like their ads where it's like, dude, they kill you. They beat you over the head with the same ones too. On that a hunting trip, and what happened next? You won't believe. Well, by the base of the tone and the ominous music in the background, I'm guessing somebody died. I'm guessing it probably wasn't your normal hunting trip. 
And then like the next quote will be like some lady will be like, I knew he was bad news. And I said he shouldn't go in the woods with a gun with him. It's like, oh, you had it all figured out, didn't you, Betty? Didn't you? They should have just listened to you the whole podcast. You, you knew it from the get go. And then it's like a 12 episode special. Hunting in Alaska gone wrong. We can do that with the geese. I think even better with the geese in the neighborhood. <laughs> These geese are huge. Uh, you all seen them. You you've both been in the neighborhood and, and they got seen feet the size of uh they're bigger than uh, my, my my large child. They are. They have like they just look like prehistoric old dinosaur beast. And I don't know, I guess I'd kind of they become like the neighborhood mascot to a certain extent. But they're gone and they're never coming back. I just hope never and like two back. years ago, somebody came and like very awkwardly tried to catch two of them that were kind of like a pair. And because one had some like fishing line in its feet, which I guess their overall sentiment was nice, but they wanted to capture two because they didn't want the one to be alone. And they like blew up a little mini boat and like went out on the pond with like an oar and they were trying to capture it. And it looked really dumb. Eventually, they just wore it that down. That would have been very funny to watch. Oh, it was hilarious. I think I was taking <laughs> videos of it. Um, but it, 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 it was not good. So I also wonder if, like, some quote-unquote activists thought that they were, like, hurting or struggling and wanted to, like, transport them or move them. I don't know. I don't know. You just never know with people. But I want my geese back. So if anybody sees about, like, eight large geese around the city of Louisville, please let me know. Let's get to this text line, 502-414-1450. I, I, I said it was a five or a six. Mm, I, I, I am I felt like ma- I maybe air grade. Big three. I think, I think we did drag it out a little bit, though. Yeah, yeah, maybe four. Yeah. I'm text line, Thornton's text line, 502 <laughs> Justin Rowland seems extremely hurt by this whole ordeal. Just some terrible takes from his side. I don't know what other takes he had. I just know the one, like, Kentucky better off without number one player is just... My favorite uh, thing, too, is the we actually got the number one player coming back, Oscar Sheway. And I'm like, okay, yes, it's good, but you you can have two feelings at the same time, people. It's called nuance. It's weird. There is truth to that, too, really though. Like, you know, we all are going to probably get frustrated with the Sharp situation. We all are probably annoyed with it already. Uh, Oscar coming back is still the storyline of the offseason for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most assuredly. Um, and we've had more and more guys coming back. Caleb Love announced he's uh, returning to North Carolina, so they're going to get four of their five starters back. They'll be pretty good. Um I- I'm at the point too, TJ, where I'm I'm ready to just play them every year. What yeah, instead uh, of the CBS Sports Classic, just just play them. Yeah, it, it'll I make agree. people happy uh, to do the home and home, not always doing a neutral court thing. Like, let's just play North Carolina. It's fun. Yeah, and you, hell, do the thing that like IU wanted to do, where do like home, home, neutral, home, home, neutral, yeah. and then you can let. You know, Kentucky can pick the neutral one year, and then the next cycle, UNC can pick the neutral. But you know, you could you could make some stipulations on that. Where Chicago would be a great spot. Uh, you had a ton of fans go out in Vegas. You could do that again. But CBS Sports Class, I don't care about UK playing Ohio State. No offense. 
Um, UCLA has upped their game as a program. I, and that's a program that has the most national titles, so it's kind of funny to say. I, I don't care about playing them on a neutral floor because if you're going to play Ohio State or UCLA on a neutral floor, the crowd's just going to stink. It's not going to be fun. So if you're going to play those teams, at least do those home and home. And then UNC is one of the one of the only opponent in that event that you can play on a neutral floor and have the place packed. But even then, Roush, you're missing out on two of the cooler arenas in college basketball. Right. So you home and home sweet for them too. But I agree. Uh, once they got Bacot back, clearly they were going to be big players for next year in college basketball. But but and then Leaky Black came back and Davis came back and I was thinking to myself like, all right. You know, Bacot put them to a certain tier, but to be national title tier, they got to get love back, and they got love back. So they will be your preseason mm-hmm. number one as a Kentucky fan. I'm not really worried or threatened of North Carolina. That game last year was not a fluke. UK went totally wire to wire and dominated them. And while UNC will be a better team than that team that they played, UK should be a better team as well. So. Uh, yeah, that's huge news for college basketball. It's huge news for North Carolina. Uh, not great news for the rest of college basketball, but I'm I'm not. I think Kentucky should be better, and I don't even know exactly what UK's full team is going to look like. So not overly yeah. concerned, but it is good news for the state of college basketball. Yeah, and uh, our friends at Louisville got some good news too. They got uh, Tennessee transfer Brandon Huntley-Hatfield. And TJ, um, I'm, I'm – I shouldn't say that I'm surprised. I'm a little annoyed because I I did not like him at all at Tennessee. He was just the perfectly 6'10 physical. He's he's a good ball player. He's a good ball player. So um Kenny Payne got his first commitment. Good job, Kenny. We knew you were gonna get good players. You finally got you, you got your first one. Uh that doesn't mean that I'm not gonna be annoyed with it. I am. Uh, but I still don't do I think he's a world beater? No, but he is a good ball player. And uh you know, th- th- I think now you've got to say, okay, who who's he going to get to play guard for him though? Uh, because that's kind of what we've been keeping our head on a swivel for throughout the transfer portal. They haven't really been there. There's been a lot of good bigs, uh, like Huntley Hatfield, but not not a lot of guards out there, and they they need help there desperately. Yeah. To to sum up my thought on Huntley Hatfield committing to U of L. It's a that's a nice addition for Louisville. I think it solidifies them, unless they brought anybody else, but I would be surprised if they brought in any other bigs. I think it solidifies their front court as being good. Not mm-hmm. great though. Just um, good. Yeah. It, it's good. It's a good front court. It's probably the best they've had on the front court for a few seasons, but not like in the last 10 years or anything drastic like that. I think you have three nice pieces. One will probably end up being better than expected. One will end up probably being worse than expected. And then one will probably be, will probably meet expectations. Generally, the scene is how those things work. But they've got Roosevelt Wheeler. They have Sidney Curry, who they're, he will probably be the one that will not meet the expectations. And mm-hmm. it'll maybe there'll be no fault to his own. You all fans are under the impression that he is much better than, than he actually is. Because they were that bad last year. That's exactly yeah. it, and he's he's an energy guy. So like I I you know he'll do some things that'll get he'll, you really. Excited. He'll probably have a couple games like where he plays pretty big, but for the most part is like a three fouls, seven points, four rebounds kind of guy. Yeah. But that front court, it's a it's 
that front court's like a four, five, six seed front court, in my opinion. You, but you've you've got you've got some interior scoring, you've got good defending, you shouldn't get pushed around too much. You've got some rebounding, you have a little bit of depth. You know, these are things that U of L has maybe had some of, but not all of, or bits and pieces of, not all of. But you're right. Now the attention goes back to the backcourt, and I'll say this: not as like I'm, I would be worried that they beat UK, but I. If they go out there and they get Tyrese Hunter, the Iowa State transfer, who everybody thought was going to go to UNC, UNC, you you may have wanted Hunter instead of Caleb Love. But a lot of people thought if Love doesn't come back, they'll get the Iowa State transfer. If Love does come back, then who knows what that transfer is going to do. Well, now who knows what he's going to do. Um, If you're U of L, you would be going all out for that guy. But they got to get some guards. They thought they were going to get the West Virginia transfer, uh, the shooter McNeil. I think he went to Ohio State. That was a little bit. That was a not great news for the Cards. They thought that they were in a good spot with him. Uh, they got to get some guards, though. You're right. Right now, front court solid. All right, should be should be fine there. Back court, you have, they have one player, so you got to you've got to go get some more bodies. They mm-hmm. will. Just will it be? Hey, we just need bodies, or will they be good bodies? That remains to be seen, but let the bodies uh, hit the floor. His first one, it was a good one. It was a good one. It was a good one. Hmm. Another text, 502-414-1450. Matt does the all shucks G whiz thing and acts like he has no idea why Cal wouldn't want to go on his show. Well, which yep. brings it back to us. Come on our show, Cal. Yeah, yeah. We're fighting the good Thank fight you. for... Cal, uh, it also makes Whoa. sense too that we had the weird Dan Issel thing with the the Kansas seats. Makes sense that he would throw those guys a bone. He he mentioned that a couple times too about you guys played here. This is your program, and that that I feel like that's a good way to start your your PR tour is going on and talking with some UK Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame alumni from the class of 2013-2014, Am I right? What what's this screenshot of field goal percentage that they're sharing with us? I want to say maybe Antonio Reeves. I don't yeah. know, but that's why when you send us pictures and tweets and stuff like that, um, sometimes it can be tough. But if if that is Reeves, eighty one percent from the free throw line, thirty eight point percent from three point line, those are that's good. It. It's Reeves. Yeah, over fifty one from the field. That's good. All right, we'll take a break and then briefly come back and talk about like the weird Reeves thing because and he said the guy's six six, not too shabby. So there we go. That makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, and basically this texture's just saying you got some impressive numbers here uh, from a player that's six foot six, and that is Antonio Reeves, who everybody thought was committed, but then here we are on Monday with no Antonio Reeves on board. Uh, he'll be a cat. But let's go to a break. Come back, talk a little bit about that. We'll finish up the text line. Show is flying by today. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Taylor. We'll be back. Sex in a, uh-huh. And I can put you in. I got brown I can put you in. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. This place is paradise. Sure is. Except for Randy Newman. Randy Newman? Yep. Just sits there all night and day, singing about what he sees. Fat man with his kids and dog. 
Drove in through the morning fog. Hey there, Rover. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Come Call. We're short on time. We don't gotta do the whole Randy Newman bit this morning. <laughs> we, spent, we spent enough time on Go- we spent geese? enough time on Goose Talk. Yeah, your damn geese. Yeah. hell out of here just a couple uh, of trivial stories on today's show the goose talk roush having another baby just you know making yeah. small talk on your on your monday, <laughs> on your monday morning Ooh. welcome back one final segment 502-414-1450 is the thornton's text line text it on in yeah if you missed it in all sincerity very excited for the roush family they are doubling up their baby count going from one to two have you all at least confirmed though that's not twins or triplets yes yes we we did get that confirmed um they they are gonna wait to find out the sex Mm -hmm. delivery day surprise i think you're gonna be able to like if you're gonna hopefully you're gonna be able to go to those doctor's appointments and stuff like that and they won't be doing pandemic restrictions yeah yeah i I was able to go to uh an ultrasound all right good that's great Um, I bet, I bet if you pay attention, I bet some nurse could, will tip you off. Yeah, but I don't really want to be tipped off though. Sure. I'm I'm just saying, like, be careful, be on the lookout for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. We have to be very, uh, adamant about that. Um, cause you know, sometimes they'll just, you know, they'll let it slip. But, um, um, can I, can I share a quick, uh, uh, funny pregnancy story already? Yes. So, a Brooke is uh, a lot of, lot of morning sickness. Smells just you get the wrong one that it, it's game over. And last week, um, you know, we we want to get our kitchen finished uh, before we get this baby coming up. So it was like, you know what? We'll actually just you know we'll start making some food now. We want some broccoli and cheddar soup to eat. So we'll make two pots. We'll eat one and then we'll freeze another to have for whenever our kitchen's a mess. Um, and so. We were running short on time, so Brooke decided she was just going to cook it at night, and then in the morning, we'd have soup ready to eat for the day. She could take some to lunch. All would be great. Well, forgot about the part where you make soup in the crock pot, and the whole house smells like broccoli when you wake up, and it was it was bad news bears. It was bad news bears. I, I woke up early with Duke, and when I came back into the room before I was leaving, she had all of the blankets pulled over her head and like pillows trying to not smell the broccoli. Oh <laughs> it did gosh. not work. It did not work at all. Ugh. I felt so bad. Oh, I, she was like, open the windows, get that smell out of the house as fast as you can. <laughs> that's your life the next half year yeah yeah Uh, apparently that that phase is coming to an end soon so well let's at least hope so because um yeah if i if i smoke a cigar or drink too much i'm on the couch because she can't still she can't smell me or else yeah yeah so that that's where we're at right now we're planning for this vacation that we're taking in a couple weeks and uh trying to make sure that we can control everything we can control on our end, make sure we have everything we can have down there to make sure it's going to be, it's going to be just totally chaos. We're going to have like 25 people. It's going to seem like, and it's going to be fun, but we're just trying to plan it and map it all out and trying to figure out the car ride with a little one, which you're, uh, you're a veteran at, at this point, but just trying to figure out, we're starting to talk planning, just the very preliminary stages of, of this sort of stuff. And it did make me think that like, I, I doubt that this and famous last words probably most likely, but uh, 
I doubt this trip is going to be that much worse than when we were driving, you know, eight or nine hours when you were in your first trimester because that was we had to stop like she was getting car sick, Roush. And it'd just be, oh, or like, you know, yeah. I would open up like a gas station food or something like that. You just never knew what was going to like set tip her off. So we stopped so much on that trip. And we were dr also driving through like Knoxville and the mountains and stuff like that. So made it probably a little bit worse. Um, so that's one, one thing you kind of forget though, is babies. Yes. Challenging pregnant women. Yep. They're, they're going through it too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brooke says that I'm carrying the next one. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice of her. Yeah, yeah. Delegate. Uh, well, good. Uh, not so good about the stinky soup, but good, good, uh, good on every all the news, all the news. A texter says, "Nick, congratulations." Ah, oh, thanks, thanks. A lot of fun. Very excited. Uh, another text says, "Congrats, Rouse. No rival associate names this time, though. Trevor Justin Roush seems like a good choice if you have another boy. A true KRC name. That's Trevor true. Justin. That's true. That would be pretty. I think Justin Trevor spelled. sounds better." Wow. Oh, suck it, Trevor. Well, but no, Scooter Bacon. Trevor, if you do Trevor Justin, though, then you get TJ and you're really doing a little nod oh, to all three of us. Oh, wow. That really is. Uh, that's, Goodness gracious. That's that's a good point. Hey, let's talk about Antonio Reeves. Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of touched around it. I still think he's going to be a cat. I thought it was really weird that you had like the UK sports radio brigade talk like have the scoop on this one although we all we this time last week i was telling you that i thought that you were going to get some news on him within the week and i'm not happening but everybody is expecting him to commit to uk the timeline of it all i'm not sure he said that he didn't want to commit to like middle of may i mm -hmm. i'm guessing that that has changed and you'll probably get a commitment at some point this week but it was strange just to see like the leeches of the world out there being like hey Commitment. Be on the lookout. Like, what the hell? You you are doing? You're in the commitment game now. Well, sweet. This is nice. Uh, but it'll be a great addition. Uh, maybe maybe awesome Leach was running team. into some people out at Keeneland too. Oh you know? yeah, the movers and shakers. Big big time movers and shakers. You had some scoop. He had some scoop. But I'll I, I really will get excited about this addition. He's somebody that can score from anywhere. Yes, he can shoot threes. Uh, he he. The thing I like most about him is he can go create his own shot. And much in, in a better capacity than, than Davion Mintz can. And during that dreadful 9-16 and 16 season, far too often Davion had to go create his own, couldn't really do it. And then even this season, as people got hurt, injuries, you wanted Davion to go into attack mode, he would do it from time to time, but you always just seem to kind of want a little bit more. Reeves will be that more, where if, if for whatever reason, Cason Wallace can't go get a bucket or Wheeler's having one of his bad games, then Reeves – He's somebody that I think can go get in the lane. He can pull up and shoot that little jumper, that little floater that Emmanuel quickly was so good at. I don't think he's somebody that's going to be slamming on people and dunking on people, but I think he can also get to the rim as well and get to the line a little bit, which will be a big deal. We can wait till he actually commits to do all this talk, but it it does seem like it's just a matter of time, and this was who everybody was talking about on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like we said, kind of just odd to have that wave and it not happen. But, hey, make the decision on your time, Antonio. It's all good. We're, we'll, we'll be here waiting for you uh, whenever, whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm, hey, and if nothing else, I would much rather him wait until a Tuesday afternoon than the middle of a king on Saturday. Like, uh, come on. Agreed. Agreed. Like, we didn't need good news on that perfect weather day, you know? Like, 
let's let's right. let's wait till just we need a little something and then maybe that's honestly what uk's doing but it'll be a nice addition i'm i'm loving the pieces that they're putting together i still again i think you're a wing away somebody on the somebody at the three away sharp somebody else that would be my guess well i i am gonna get a little worried if you get reeves and then like people start getting excited about the team and you see everybody start to rank them number one i i would worry that uk it could be like a kofi situation where like UK would say, hey, we like what we've got. Could we add somebody else? Yes, but at that point, will CJ get upset? Will Antonio get upset? But I hope that you got to get somebody else on the wing. You do. So right, I, right. I, hope they, I hope they will do that. I hope they won't be saying, hey, this is our we got Reeves committed. This is our roster. Maybe with Sharp, maybe without Sharp. That can't be it. They can't. That That's too big of like a, hey, maybe it'll also include a top 10 draft pick. Maybe it won't include a top 10 draft pick. All right, well, if it doesn't include a top 10 draft pick, then go get an all-conference first team or somewhere then. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would hope that they would do that. So we'll have to wait and see, though. Back to the Thorns text line. Uh, Austin from Murray, he's one of two people that says, congrats on the sex, Roush. Oh, thanks. Yep, the next texter says the same thing. A mm -hmm. lot of sex at the Roush household. Something about just January that – was it the NFL playoffs? Yeah, must have been. Yeah, it was you know, maybe that UK, real it was UK Kansas game and at Fog Allen. Nice. Hey, you know, everybody was hitting that night. <laughs> <laughs> Roush is the Derby your favorite sporting event of the year? Was that not clear enough? <laughs> oh, I freaking love it! I absolutely love it. It's and and I and I, uh, I I was I was joking with somebody. It's like you know how people they really mail it in before Christmas. Um, it's kind of what I do for Derby. Just trying to get trying to trying to get to the finish line. But we got NFL draft this week, so that's exciting. That'll be Thursday, Friday, and uh, the people who are making the mock drafts are like, this is the one guy who one scout who'd been doing this for twenty one years said he's never had a more difficult time doing a mock draft because. There's no surefire things in the first round. So the Thursday night will be exciting. Um, and then a lot of UK guys will go off the board throughout the day on Friday. So going to be fun. Going to be a lot of fun. Well, if you want a good wide receiver, Wondell Robinson, draft him. He'll do a lot of fun things for you. <sighs> Texer on the Thorns Texan says, thoughts on Ben Simmons being the softest human on planet Earth? It's hard to almost like keep up with, but – they were expecting him for game four. My NBA, my NBA playoff takes have just been deadly wrong. It's hilarious almost. Uh, not financially hilarious, of course, but but hilarious in the sense of like, of course I wouldn't be getting these things right. I, I don't watch the NBA. Um, but yeah, so he was going to play, but now he's like hurt again. See, in, in my read on it is they went down 3-0. Why should he come back to play one game and lose? Um it's it's very much a I'm just going to protect protect my, myself uh, once again I don't I don't think it's injury or anything and I loved loved the people coming after him I mean it was he is without a doubt the most hated sports person in America right now right yeah I I mean I just don't care like I don't I don't I just don't care about Ben Simmons yeah he. I, I just love that he is really scratching the, um, the all of the dad takes about kids that don't try and all this sort of stuff. Like he does that. He does all of the things that makes armchair dads just furious, and that's that's why I like it. I, I like the anger he's eliciting from folks. 
And, uh, you know, good, good to see the, the Celtics. They, they're going to they're end up getting out their brooms. Really, really hope that uh, Booker can come back because they were the best team in the NBA this year. And without him, they might they might just he'll lose be, to the Pelicans in the first round. He'll be back. But it is concerning that they're having as much uh, a tough time with the Pelicans that they are. But uh, it'll it'll be all right. It'll, but again, me saying that. Good night, sons. <laughs> Good season. Uh, Texter on the Thorns text on says, it's given me, Jonathan Giovanni. I know uh, <laughs> you guys do the thing where you mispronounce words, and I like all the other ones, but the Giovanni is the one that hurts my head. Oh, no. Jonathan Giveney. I, all, he also knows that, like, by saying this, I'm, I'm, I, I went out of my way to say Giovanni like seven times a day. I, that dude, he would love the would love the full Cal Giveny story. It's because it's because Cal doesn't just like play the game that other people do, you know. Yeah, like he, he he's Cal's the one where you you have to go about it a different way. You can't just it's not it's not the same. But should Cal, just gonna, like should Cal just play the game so media like media members feel important. Like, should you just throw a bone to the media members so they feel all big and fancy and then we'll night? Like, does Bill Self have it figured out that, like, this dude is on the brink of Kansas getting in major, major trouble by the NCAA and people are just like, ah, I'm glad he got number two. Glad he got a second national championship. Wow, what a guy. And then Cal loses a game and the most outdated. What is this, 1962? Look at this offense here. Look at the how terrible this offense. And also, I'm going to make sure all your best players go pro. Yeah, I, I would say that with at least a given knees perspective, you're not dealing with him that much, so you don't you don't need to throw him a bone. Um, but but you, it probably wouldn't hurt to do that with like getting a pal over the athletic to kiss your ass some that's not Kyle Tucker. Like that that would be good, right? It needs to get the big wigs from all the. Uh, from all the major outlets, take them to Hooters. All you can yeah. eat wings on Johnny C, and everybody will be happy because no, there's nothing more that media members love than feeling important and free meals, of course. Of course. Um, oh, and he, the the texter went on to say, "I know this to be true because I've heard him say on his podcast." Anyways, TJ, do you ever check your stonks while you're on your Pelotron? Oh man. Um. No, I don't. I, I, I'm not a stonks checker. Um, I've got stonks, but I just let the stonks do their stonks things, and then the people that are in charge of the stonks are in charge of the stonks. And that have, have you still said, been pelotroning? I've still been pelotroning. Last week was not a good pelotroning week, but ideally, maybe I'll get back to it today. And um, isn't Pelotron stonks just doing horribly? I think so. Yeah, but I don't keep up with the stonks, you know. So. Uh, oh, Rocket City Rob's here. Morning, gents. Going to Memphis tomorrow to possibly watch the Wolves get blasted. I think I finally caved and realized that UK football is my only winning team. Uh, hang that in the Smithsonian. Never thought that was going to be said. <laughs> Maybe my Vikings can do something next season, but how up tomorrow? Keep up the good work. Hey, Rocket City Rob, the Vikings suck. <laughs> now, I think that's hilarious, though. Also, UK basketball is a winning team. Hey, don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, but I'll be rooting for the Timberwolves. So, oh, man, I forgot Zazarius was with the Vikings. That's just the worst. He's going to sack Rodgers. They're going to play the stupid horn. It's going to it's gonna trigger me. 
Oh man, beautiful seeing you boys grow up on me. I started listening with no kids, and now you're gonna have three. Congrats to you and the wife, Roush. Oh, thanks, Texter. Yeah, we hell, we weren't even married when we started this show. No, we were both just single gentlemen out on the town. Whatever yeah. happened, happened. The uh that the the big single event this weekend, I think, was the Chris Stapleton show. There was a lot, a lot of folks. If you weren't at Thunder or Chris Stapleton, were you even alive in the state of Kentucky? The crowds of that looked good. I, I didn't realize that was going on this weekend. Uh, the pictures were amazing. And now we're just going to have beer at UK Athletics events? That happened? Or Kroger Field or something? Yeah. Uh, I still I do, I disagree wholeheartedly with my former ex-boss that, well, they, they got it at Kroger Field for the game. Surely they're going to have them at football games soon. I'm, I'm still not buying it. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I, I, I don't say I, – I don't totally – hate the approach though like let's just everybody just be like oh they announced that they're having beer now and then make uk have to come out and be like well hold no and make them have to do it again like make them have to come out again and be like no beer for you all so i actually like their approach let's all just go with the assumption beer at kroger field okay like, you yeah. hear they got beer at kroger field everybody yeah i'm actually going to tweet that out <laughs> okay you you tweet that out i'll get to the next one on the thorns text on 502-414-1450 kirby's here Cal on radio take a spot on hearing Cal on offensive gets me hyped every time. I know Stoops has probably learned a lot from Cal with branding, but Cal should take a page with Stoops with his honesty and accessibility in interviews. Yeah, like it's just good to hear from your coach. That, that's it's not it's not the wildest concept ever. It's just good to hear from your coach and not on because the way he talks to his Dan Patrick's of the world or you know when when he goes on his national stuff. They laugh at all the jokes that we've heard a thousand times. So he has to change it up and make it a little bit more specific to us. So it's it's just good to hear. Yeah, and I'll I, I Kirby, I agree with your sentiment that he needs to talk more. But we and we just do we compare it because they're both the head coaches of our favorite programs in the world, but really at, at UK. Like Stoops is not a good he he's not he's he's not good. I don't think he's a good interview, folks. Like, would I love to have him on the show? Sure. But he's he's got coach speak down to a science, too. It's not like, you know, it's not like he's the most candid, open dude in the world. I want, I wish Stoops was more open in interviews, too. And how many, you know, you how many times have we heard Stoops say, well, we got to get to work? Hmm, 1,032. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. A, a million. And that's fine. What I like from Stoops is he talks more. Now, again, open invite to come on our show too but he talks more that's what cal should do but let's not all like act like he's like a shakespearean in terms of his honesty and mm -hmm. openness and in his words text oh it's john hey john good morning to all wow already having read and maybe adding the likes of wagner kwame Evans, JR, plus the others. Now here we have NBA All-Star legend PJ Stoyakovich's son, Andre Stoyakovich, has gotten an offer. Or and Andrew, Andre, Andrew. I'm not sure if the J side. Probably Andre. Yeah. Uh, has gotten an offer from the Cats. Man, 2023 might just be real special. But hey, I think the fun gets going again this upcoming season. Do you guys think we'll get an Antonio Reeves? Well, got to go talk to you later. We do think we'll get an Antonio Reeves. Joining Kentucky probably sooner rather than later. Yeah, the uh, the Page Stoyakovich offer love it's it. done. I love it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Get all the shooters. Yes, yes. Big fan of that. 
uh, also made me uh, warm my heart a little to think about the uh, good old days where Peja was just getting buckets. Um, would be great to see that at UK. Uh, John did bring up DJ Wagner. So, TJ, I got to ask you, did you see did you see the fight video? I did. I saw the fight video. I was going to bring that up. Uh, good. Good for good for DJ. Makes me want him more. Oh, I like man. That kind I'm, of I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you had that take, too, because I'm usually the pro fight guy, and I don't want to be on an island all the time. Yes, I, I love every single second of this. Like, just he's he's so good. He'll kick your ass on the court and then go throw a haymaker at you after the game. I don't isn't know. Isn't that you want from your point guard that like while he's staring you in the eyes, Dean you up? He also may just beat you up. You don't know either oh, way. Need need more guys like that back in the program. The Giveny workout video is absolutely hilarious. I think we look back on this and put it in the same league as the BJ Boston Clark ask you video of them working out in the warehouse. Oh, oh that warehouse video man. is funny in hindsight. Yeah. yeah. A texture says, Good morning, gentlemen. Just wanted to hop on here and say congratulations to Brooke and Nick. TJ, you can catch on up, buddy. You guys have a blessed day. That's from Kentucky Crow. Good to hear from you. Kentucky oh, thanks, Crow. I don't think we're in a in a rush, Crow. Not not an arms race uh, of of uh, many people are saying that that's what parenting is, is just you get to beat all of the other parents and be better than them. Well, then congrats to Justin Rowland for being number one. <laughs> if I'm an NBA executive, I'd be turned off by how poorly Sharp's camp has handled the situation. Kind of reminds me of the Kyle Murray drawn-out process of deciding between football and baseball. Cardinals draft number one overall to be the new face of the program. Three years later, he's ready to part ways. It's just a big red flag when you make something that should be simple so difficult. Yeah, and his I think his thing's more of just he wants to get paid sooner rather than later. And I also don't blame Kyler Murray for doing that because he's going to end up getting hurt and he's not going to have the longest career. I can I can just feel it in in, in my bones. So I and that's why I understand why the Cardinals are kind of hesitant to do that. They'd like to milk out at least another year on the deal, but um, I I don't think that those are completely off base comparisons, TJ, because there's just a lot of there's a lot of games folks play for leverage. And uh, that would annoy me. It'd be better just to have somebody you know that is going to be a baller no matter what. But also, could be getting uh, you could be getting him at like eighth for a steal. You know, there's there's going to be some risk in this pick. Uh, but if you think he's as good as he is, then you could be getting a number one pick at eight, which is which is rare in in the NBA to be able to get that quality of a person that far down in the pecking order. Yeah, and one of the, one more thing with Sharp though is part of that part of the interesting thing about the video of what Dwayne Washington being with him this weekend after Cal's comments on Friday is is just you can't help you got to have it in your brain that like is this also just a a conscious effort that Washington's going to be the bad guy here everybody else was it was misplayed mishandled but you know what we're going to let him come off as the bad guy the family's going to even be confused by the whole thing but you know what. Dwayne Washington said he was going to get our son drafted in the top 10. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He'll take all the heat. Life will go on. There's a part of me that's like, is this all just, are we, uh, you got to, you got to think of that, that aspect of it. Is it all just total BS too? Mm -hmm. The texture says during the interview, Cal talked about negativity within the fan base, affecting recruiting and decisions being made by current players. War between him and Matt seems insane to take on our coach on such a personal level um it's just 
if there is a divide there, and I think that there probably is, then I agree. It just doesn't seem good for business on on either party side not to work that stuff out. Um, but I don't know. I won't pretend to know all the details with that sort of stuff. But the Cal did say that. He was like, hey, the stuff with Sharp's not done. And we also have other Canadian players. So, like, let's all let's not act like maniacs. And that should apply 24-7. It won't and doesn't, but there is truth to it. A lot of folks would be kind of feel silly if Sharp came back and said, you know what, actually I'm going to college. I think it's time to let Roush know. I well, well, no. I need I one more scooch before I get that. I needed one more <laughs> scooch before I got that golf card. Guess I won't be getting one now. Pathetic. Wow. Pathetic. Wow. Was that from Dugan? <laughs> no. Because the only thing that's pathetic is U of L Athletic. TC from Lexington here, boys. Speaking of TJ's wildlife, I'm old enough to remember the crane eating the big fish story. Oh, oh wow. Was that was too. a great I've, story. Yeah. I've got the video of that one, though, TC from Lexington. Not just a boring, long, drawn-out story, but at least that one had video. That video is crazy. No way in hell coyotes got all of them. Canadian geese are really smart and alert. And again, these aren't the, the these aren't the Canada geese that I'm talking about. Um, these are bigger ones. But you're right that there's no way a coyote got all of them. I'm glad we got some engagement on the stories. It made it all worth it. Maybe T. Oh, sorry. If you have uh, allowed a population of snapping turtles to grow in the pond, they will eventually run the geese off. I've had this happen before, and they came back after we jugged the lake. Huh. What, does that, what does jug the lake mean? It's, and secondly, uh, there are snapping turtles, but the, the, there's two, There's a ton of geese. Yeah, jugging, using jugs to fish is uh, a method. Where you, oh. They're basically like bobbers sitting out there floating, and they'll eventually go get them. Yeah. Maybe TJ's having his beautiful mind moment. There have never been... There never were any geese, and TJ's been trying to teach them math the whole time. <laughs> it's a great text. Uh, Dingus just played a song about throwing up L's. Even Trevor's child brain was never that disrespectful. And the next text, is this a U of L show? Throwing up L's. Yeah, what the hell was that about? Yeah, what the hell? I'll fall, guy. I did not pay attention to the lyrics. I just played it because TJ said he liked it a couple weeks ago. So my fault. I, I will pay attention oh, closer man. to the lyrics next time. Scooch blaming somebody else. What else is new? Also, TC yep. from Lexington. Congrats, Nick. And then it's a cake that says congrats on the sex. A text that says praise be to he. Oh, yep. That is me. Uh, also, one person said, is the decision to wait your wife's rash? Feel like, feel like no guys truly enjoy being surprised. She talked me into it on the first one and i was very happy we did so i'm very pro waiting wait and find out at the end i it's think exciting. there's a decent chance the next one my wife and i will wait i don't care it doesn't matter to me another texter says have we considered the geese left to deliver the new roush baby oh yeah the storks they're just getting ready oh that makes sense a texter says it all comes we full need circle uh, another texture said Justin Rowland had another kid since the show started and we need some jugs floating in TJ's pond. Did I get that right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody have a great Monday. Thanks for all the texts in the show. Congrats to the Roush family. Again, super exciting news to start today's Kentucky roll call to start the week. We'll be back tomorrow. There'll be all new sorts of crazy things to talk about. This is Kentucky roll call. I'm big exports. Radio. Roll Walker, cow. Cow. Peter Dingus. We'll see you on Tuesday. I told you that I never